1: Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to talk about episode number six of the Amazing Race 33. Back here on Rob has a podcast, and I'm excited to talk about uh, this leg of the Amazing Race in Corsica with our Amazing Race team. First, let me welcome in the big cheese of Amazing Race coverage here on Rob's podcast. It's Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you?
0: I don't know what that makes, Mike. If I'm the cheese
1: um anyway it, maybe the 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 donkey all right that's
0: I, i'm yes. glad you're going there and not to yeah. next week you know they they say podcasting is a, is
2: a lot like parfaits everyone loves a good parfait <laughs> the deep-seated reference for you shrek fans out there i don't know if the cookie jar is still in the background it is well listen you can call me the donkey but uh that's because i'm repping my alma mater here of Muhlenberg college Because, look, when we're talking so much about mules in this episode, it's a fine opportunity to dust off this old chestnut and uh, bring it out. Lots of mule content this week. The chestnut was last week, Mike. Yeah,
1: the chestnut was last week. I was so worried that Mike Bloom was going to come into this podcast and just do a victory lap and just rip his shirt off. Like,
0: woo! Woo! (laughs) Frankly, Rob, I'm always concerned (laughs) when Mike comes in wearing layers.
2: (laughs) Now it's just cold. Now we're in like the weird uh wintry months where now I'm just it's just for my own body heat yes. but yeah listen I don't have Mike the Bloom's body like to onion. pull that off Uh, Exactly. And I don't want Raquel and Kayla to mock me to that pit stop greeter. Okay, I see what I see what they're capable of. I see them sharpening their knives against me for
1: every outfit I provide or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Okay, All right. So a lot to talk about. I did. I thought this was very fun leg of the amazing race. Uh, So Akbar and Sherry, uh, they are the last team to arrive. Uh, Aruna and Natalia lived up to their promise they would not be last on the mat uh, again. And so it was Akbar and Sherry. They have been eliminated from the amazing race. Had the opportunity to speak with Akbar and Sherry. Uh, That exit interview is up in your podcast feed if you want to check that out. No tar pit this week. I think we've been on the every other schedule on the every other week schedule for the tar pit. So uh, maybe next week when we wrap up our leg here in Corsica. Okay? Yeah. All right. How's everybody doing this week? Good? I
0: mean, a little bit heavy, heavy hearted, heavy footed. At the loss of Akbar and Sherry.
2: Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Jess, what boots are you wearing?
0: I I have really, really big boots, okay, Mike? That's why I was late to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could take off the wetsuit, by the way. I know Mm -hmm. that I'm not doing the outfits, but you you don't need to do them either.
0: Look, I I know that's your thing, Mike. I was just worried I might get (sighs) wet, and so I wanted to be prepared. Okay. Like you said, it's cold. It's winter.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So I... First leg of the Amazing Race here, uh, where we're getting to see behind the scenes a little bit about uh, the uh, Amazing Race airplane. Uh, we'll see a little bit uh, about that. But um, this was a night where really it was a profile in uh, the team that is Ryan and Dusty. And uh, Mike, uh, what what interesting cats uh, that Ryan and Dusty are? And I use the animal term because they're going to drop a lot of uh, animal allegory on us in this episode.
2: Yeah, real Kim Sprodlin's these two, specifically mm-hmm. Dusty. Uh, Ryan definitely seems mild mannered. Dusty is shot out of a cannon, and then that cannon shot out another cannon. Uh, <laughs> Dusty was all over the place in this episode, and I loved it. You know, I think when it comes to reality television, we often like to see how people's personalities change, perhaps, when they're up against adversity. And I think we've seen a lot of goofy Dusty in these first couple legs, right, especially when they were doing well. But we saw an entirely new side of him, of course, like the incredibly sad news about his father passing away earlier that year. But then also like the incredibly mixed adrenaline-fueled response to to the entire Mm -hmm. back half of the leg. Obviously, the big to-do coming into this episode, right, was, will this be the end of Ryan and Dusty? Frankly, I was very surprised they actually fell to last place. I think we all had said last week, this is a big nothing burger of a next time on. They're going to be fine. They ultimately finished fine. I was very surprised they touched last place for the first time in the entirety of the race, but we see what happens when their backs are against a corner. And instead of like, I don't know, clawing and scraping their way out of it, they're just like punching and kicking and (laughs) screaming their heads off to get out of that corner.
1: Yeah. A little more so dusty than Ryan. Ryan's is like, "Eh, I've been through worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You would think that, um, That Ryan would be the more interesting of the pair because he's the one whose interesting backstory brought them to the attention of The Amazing Race. I feel like Dusty internalized that and he's like, I got to be bringing something to this team. And so what he has brought to this team is something that we have very rarely seen before on Mm -hmm. this program.
1: Yeah. Well, we open the episode with Ryan and Dusty celebrating in the last leg of the amazing race that they won the trip to visit Dominica. And uh, they're very they're very pumped up about this uh, trip because it seems perfect for these two guys. We're staying in a treehouse. It's a treehouse. I you
0: treehouse villa.
1: Well, a couple of monkeys Excuse like me. us deserve a treehouse <laughs> to hang out
0: in my man. I need to talk about that music.
1: <gasps> it's A couple of monkeys like us. We should have a treehouse to hang out in, man.
0: Yeah, this
2: might be my favorite uh, blatant... like We the, always have to peruse, right? The travelocity thing in the next episode. Of like, oh my God, look where they're going. Where they're pointing at random pictures on the phone. of like, I love this view. But these two seemed incredibly into the idea of living in a treehouse. Almost like, oddly so. Like, this was a thing on their bucket list. Live in a treehouse. couple of monkeys like us
1: deserve
0: a treehouse to hang out in, my man. Yeah. Hey, my man. <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't
2: realize that people sincerely use the term my man in the 2022 or, or a know. couple
1: of monkeys uh like uh <laughs> just hanging out with like a hey you know a couple, you know, a couple of monkeys like us. like us just hanging out in a tree ass, my man
0: <laughs> i have not referred to somebody as a monkey over the age of about three <laughs> I, I feel like small children you can get away with calling them a little monkey when they climb yeah. you but
1: look a couple of monkeys like us swinging from podcast microphone to podcast microphone
2: Mixed messaging here. Are you a man or a monkey, Dusty? Make it clear.
0: He's some kind of hominid. Yeah. Yeah. Micro-magnon. You want to be
2: hanging out in trees?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couple of monkeys like us deserve a treehouse to hang out in, my man. Okay. All right. Instead of a treehouse to hang out in, how about, Jess, an amazing race, private plane? A charter flight.
0: I was given to understand that the amazing plane was much more branded than what we saw. Like, that just looked like a boring airplane. I, I was expecting like boring. red and yellow stripes. Yeah, I want logos and stripes. I want this to be the NASCAR of Amazing <laughs> Race planes. And it just looked like a plane. Would you like to see the Roaming
1: hmm. Gnome uh, decal on the plane?
0: If Travelocity is going to pay for some of that, I'm happy to see the influx of cash to the Amazing Race, sure. But the roaming gnome out there, like, put we have. It's been a minute since we've had anybody but the roaming gnome with the product placement. But like, get Ford back on board. You know, get Seven Up back. Ford on board. plane. There you go. Real
1: tough.
2: I don't yeah. Know if I trust Ford personally. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Get exhibit on the line. This plane needs pimping immediately. <laughs> it does. I think we need like uh, Phil on the bow, like on a ship, like a wooden sculpture of him. I thought I was t- tickled by Phil being like, welcome, everybody. Trying to be like the Ricardo Montalban of the amazing plane. <laughs> everybody, come on. The plane, everybody the plane.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just it, like it was like, OK, Phil, you have to introduce the plane. And he clearly did not know how to do that. So he's like, all right, everybody get on the plane as you can see it is the plane that we're getting on please come on board Uh, and you seem like awkwardly sidestep shuffle as everyone
1: filters on it was trying to go
0: around him Mm -hmm. it's a little awkward
1: yeah okay (laughs) all right so we get also jess in this episode the debut of the pit start
0: yeah this was interesting because it's not much different from how we start every leg but I do like the addition of we're going to get on this plane and you don't know where you're going until you get there. Mm -hmm. This is kind of fun. We could keep doing this. Like, in fact, I I take it a step further. Don't tell anybody anything about where they're going. Like, make them figure Mm -hmm. it out when they get off the plane yeah they don't tell them what city they're in what country they're in they get off they have to figure it out for themselves this is great
1: <laughs> where are we
0: <laughs> yeah where are we what yeah.
1: city are you? well that's that,
2: well that was like that show lost was it not Where mm-hmm. like they got dropped mike, off in of the globe? yes
1: we know down the hatch is over we got Thank it you. Gro- exactly. congratulations again
0: mike are you and Thank josh you, gonna bro. watch that version of lost now Honestly, yeah, give us like two years and it's probably
2: going to happen. <laughs> We're going to be running out of ideas. We're like, let's watch shows that can tell, contain the words L, O, S, and T in them. That's the, the next iteration of down the hatch. Mm, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that was the iteration of that show on NBC, right? That was like alarmingly mm-hmm. amazing race like where they got dropped off in separate corners and had to like make their way to a central location with basically no money and no information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and it also calls back to the days where they would start at the pit stop and they just be given lag. <laughs> fight its country luckily nobody ever made the mistake of going to the wrong country Mm -hmm. but I always thought that was fun to again suggest the ideas let the players meet you halfway when it comes to the clue all
1: right Our first teams to depart from the pit start are going to be the aforementioned Ryan and Dusty and uh, Lulu and Lala. And uh, again, I mean, Dusty is uh, fired up in this episode and uh, compares himself to another animal.
2: What those birds don't know is I'm a sneaky little tomcat. I'm going to climb up in there and eat all
0: their little eggs and them. What? I I, I don't know many tomcats that eat eggs. Eggs, like if he was a mongoose, I could see that.
2: Be that sneaky little mongoose, I'm my a man. Sneaky little mongoose,
0: man. A couple monkeys, like that's my man, goose. Why am I giving Dusty lessons on how to be weirder? I, I, I think he's got it covered.
1: <laughs> Would that be more weird or less weird to call himself a, a mongoose?
0: I think it'd be more weird, but it'd be I'm- more accurate.
2: Dusty yeah. is definitively a dog person, right? Between like his lack of information about what cats eat, and also yeah. the fact of just his personality yeah. is very dog. Also, dog-energy. I think he has
1: uh, a dog name. Also,
2: <laughs> that's true. It's, that's wait, true. It, could he be a dog? Could this be a 100 deeds for Eddie McDowell situation? Where like he got transformed from a dog into a man? That's <laughs> a deep pull, Mike. <laughs> what if? More oh, dog what than if? Man. Yeah. What if? They are best friends. What if Dusty was Ryan's dog? Oh, he's man's best friend. <laughs> and in the 10 years in jail, he got transformed into a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is now running around the world with him.
1: The loyalist friend there is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so imagine just and that's why after it gets to the pit stop, right? He's like
0: rob is you remember that show we watched like two summers ago with the people and their dogs racing around the world yes yes. did ryan and dusty try out for that and then get cast on the amazing race
1: yeah (laughs) they said oh ryan we love you and your dog dusty so much is there any that we have some uh, experimental technology Uh, We'd change your dog dusty into a man like okay sure
2: and maybe and maybe they stopped in a few, like, animal places along the way, right? Like, he was a monkey at one point, then he was a cat, and yeah. now he's a dog, and that's why it's all jumbled up in his mm-hmm. head.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, so. no,
2: you're not a monkey, you're a dog man. Yeah, but then why is he calling himself a cat? What those birds don't know is I'm a sneaky little tomcat, and I'm going to climb up in there and eat all their little eggs and them. Yeah. Now, a dog would not know what a cat eats, so I think he's trying to like to really play. Oh, I guess oh, the, all all humans know the cat diet of eggs.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> all right. So and then we have our second group, uh, which is the Holden's family: Akbar and Sherry, and uh, Raquel and Kayla, and uh, they are off to go find uh, Belvedere Mountain. Not yep, Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Bel- Mr. Yeah. Mr. Belvedere's mountain. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere's mountain. He was British.
0: I call it Brockton. 'Cause I'm familiar with it.
1: Yes. Okay. What why do you call it Brockton?
0: Um, that was a deep pull for the classic Saturday Night Live fans.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, um yes. Jess, so we see the Kim Holderness Uh, is, uh, changing up her, she mentions a couple times in this episode, this is a new Kim in this episode. She's changing her personality. I I didn't really, uh, know where this was coming from. Uh, was the last leg, did, uh, did, uh, things especially go sideways for the Holderness family?
0: I mean, you can blame the editors for not telling that particular story. I think they had a, she had a very rough leg last week as, um, she outlined on their podcast, where she was just so full of adrenaline after completing that jump that she really – she was very anxious throughout the whole mm-hmm. rest of the leg. And she said she really had like a mini breakdown in the hotel after the leg. So I think the show did not really show any of that. But in her head, that's like – that is what is going on on the Kim show, and she's going to try to turn it around. Yeah. I think if if she kept going the way she was going, they would have had no choice but to show it.
1: Yeah, Well, that's great background because I'm like, I I don't understand what like, Kim, you're fine. Yeah, we wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for their podcast. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, but it's interesting. I I just love Kim is so deadpan. Like I know Penn, I think, is one of the bigger goofs of the two, but Kim can be very funny herself. So I just love her looking to the camera, this placid Stepford Wives smile on her face being like, I have fundamentally changed my personality for this, like, of the race. And then that's when we found out more about new Kim, but like hell of an entrance line for this episode.
0: She's (laughs) even dressed differently. You notice this, like, they've got their, like, light blue outfits but she's got like this matching light blue buff slash scarf and it's it's a very put together look yeah like i I would definitely buff this look we're not snuffing
1: it no snuff okay so all right uh akbar and sherry they're going to be uh more in one on this leg in the race and in in in, in, you know credit to akbar and sherry like they really they didn't fight uh i mean this was uh, they go home in this leg of the race but uh there's Almost like no disagreements uh, like there's no, no daylight between Akbar and Sherry in this episode.
2: There is one moment, though, which is I think this is a really fun edited episode in particular, but I love Akbar saying, you know, for me, the game plan is sharing drops for us. For us, and so even <laughs> yeah. then, like that was the smidge of what we got. But it's it's so fantastically like you can't write that right. Yeah. The irony of saying for me the plan is to be as one, only for Sherry to interrupt and say, "Well, it's for us, not for you."
1: Yeah, and we'll follow the story of Akbar and Sherry throughout the whole episode. But just that uh, just overall, just the the completion of their story where they end up losing on this leg of the race, but it really had nothing to do with this was Sherry's best leg of the Amazing Race, where Akbar was very critical of her throughout the entire race of how she wasn't pushing. Her And then for them to lose on, you know, Akbar, you know, not being able to complete the, you know, the, the roadblock that he had to do after he had so much feedback for Sherry that I I think that Sherry walks away from this race, like uh, a little bit like we lost, but you know, wasn't, wasn't me.
0: It's a really interesting duality too, because we got to hear from Akbar about Sherry's performance on the roadblocks that she did. Mm -hmm. But then on his roadblock, we hear a voiceover from Sherry that's saying, I'm not going to be the one to tell him about his performance on this leg. And Mm -hmm. I think that says an awful lot about their dynamic.
1: Yeah, there was like a piece I felt like, Mike, where Sherry is walking away from this like, well, I'm never going to have to hear about how I did on the roadblocks ever again.
2: Yeah, this is one of the most poetic finishes I think I've seen in reality TV in a while. It's, it's shades of like throughout the uh, the duration of Survivor Africa, Lex Vandenberg being like, I trust my gut. My gut knows everything. And then he ends up going out due to his gut because he had dysentery and he lost the final immunity challenge. Like, mm-hmm. again, you could not write this better that the entire story of Akbar and Sherry was Akbar, someone say, unfairly criticizing Sherry's performances and slowing things down, especially in roadblocks, And how did they end up losing? Because Akbar slows down in the roadblock to the point where he gets passed by several people. Mm-hmm. Again, with, with like no huge amount of shade to Akbar, it did seem like a, a tough roadblock, especially for someone of his size, but like just from a pure storytelling perspective, ah,
1: beautifully, beautifully scripted. OK. Let's talk about our detour. Say cheese or mule, please. First, I would like to ask you both a question. I feel like this is something that we, I don't know if we've ever talked about. Do you prefer a leg that starts with the detour or do you prefer a leg that starts with the roadblock?
0: Hmm. Well, I would say, Rob, I want a little bit of both in my life. I want, I don't want it to be formulaic. I don't think I prefer one over the other as long as I've got both in my life. I don't want them all to start with the roadblock, and I don't want them all to start with the detour. And I like it the best when the first thing we do is neither one of those things. Like, give them an extra task in there to warm them up before we go into the meat of the episode.
2: Mm. Mike, do you have a preference? I, I like... It's tough because the the key thing with the roadblock, right, is the individual assignment of blame in a manner of speaking. Right, So <laughs> someone could really you know, float or sink it for their team, essentially, by how they perform in the roadblock. And so the question is, do you want that to be the climactic way you end the leg or do you want it to begin the leg and then, you know, give uh, that time for things to stew? I think I'll no go with stew. the last I'm so sorry. I love that verb now. You put it in my head. I think I like on on paper, I think I like the roadblock first because I think then even if teams fall behind, it still does give the chance for a detour for things to get a Mm -hmm. bit more jumbled up and evened out because of the usual choice of tasks uh, can usually delineate the better one, the one good choice, one bad choice in terms of time alignment. Whereas if you end with the roadblock, then it gets a bit more straightforward. There might be an opportunity Four teams to pass one another, depending on individual performances. But I feel like you get more variance in a detour than a roadblock, usually.
1: Yeah.
0: I would say you, you bringing all this stuff up, Mike, it makes me think that from a narrative standpoint, it probably makes more sense to have the roadblock second because you bring together the disparate threads. Like if you have the detour right before the pit stop, everybody is in a different place and they're mm. in a different spot. And whereas if you put them all back together at the roadblock, it's easier to line them up. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have one person that's off like making cheese and another person that is off, you know, leading the mules around and you have to figure out how to bring them back together. I think it's nice if everybody's journey kind of ends on the same beat.
1: I think it depends what you're looking for. If you want a, like a better like sense of what actually happened, then I, I think that the detour first and then the roadblock will give you like a better sense of like mm-hmm. I think we got a good sense of like where where everybody was and there was no surprises. Yeah. If you want to sort of like be more on the edge of your seat, I think you want the roadblock first and the detour where it's like okay, well, uh, you know, Arun and Natalia are doing this thing, but Akbar and Sherry are doing this thing, and then. And, you know they're both headed to the pit stop, and who knows what you know it, you know where they actually are. So you end up maybe having like a little bit more of a sense of surprise, but maybe not the better sense of how things actually were.
0: And it's easier to edit whatever story you want that way too.
1: Right. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, we talk all the time, right, about the duplicitous editing of like, oh, these two teams are close when they really weren't close at all. I think when you're you're splitting up two teams on the bottom, if they're doing different things, you could very easily cut it together to make it look like a team is doing better or worse than they actually are.
0: Like they did this week.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash
1: So the detour itself, uh, let's dig in a little bit on uh, say cheese or mule, please. Jess, uh, I believe one of uh, the, you know, steadfast rules that we've talked about over the years is try to avoid a task that has an animal.
0: It's really funny, Rob, because I feel like since we started saying that that is a hard and fast rule, Amazing Race has gotten tricksy with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you look at these two tasks on their face and you're like. We're, we want nothing to do with mules. Mules are stubborn. We already know, like, that is, that is, like, in the, it's in the ether. We already know what mules are like. We don't want to work with a mule. When it turns out that the actual task had very little to do with the mule itself and a lot more to do with, like, the detail-orientedness of it. And I think that Maybe the old wisdom of working with animals, they know that everybody knows that. And so they will make those animal tasks a little bit more varied according mm-hmm. to according to what they think people are going to gravitate towards. And then you have people that are saying, I don't want anything to do with the mule because that's going to hold me up and I'm going to be the laughing stock of the episode. So I'm going to go do this stupid cheese thing when it turns out if you'd done the mules, you would have been done much faster. Yeah. It's a trick. It's yeah. the old switcheroo.
2: Yeah yeah uh first off uh stupid cheese things is my subtitle so thank you for bringing that up jess uh really appreciate my aesthetic it
0: stands Uh, to crunchy mouth sounds
2: exactly i uh i really like this because like you said it's this idea of uh, the amazing race is now 33 seasons in the tooth like how do you how do you not necessarily trick but how do you keep the most entrenched super fans on Right. Maybe it's things like doing the roadblock as soon as you do the pit start and then having that two and a half hour drive that we saw last week. And maybe it is, like you said, the old bait and switch of like, here's something that nobody goes for, but it's actually the more lucrative task. The road less traveled is actually the better one. I think what really helped this because I would have done the exact same thing that you know kim and Penn did uh, and, and as well as raquel or as well as you know rick and kale at first of like oh hell no we're not dealing with donkeys i mean we saw the first episode of amazing race season 12 like animals are unruly the main thing that i think really helped this task was the fact that i did they walk even like the length of a football field with that donkey they the two locations were so close and from what it seemed like they just had to deliver the don the mule from that station to where the the cheese station was, and it seemed basically within spitting distance of each other. So like mm-hmm. you're not walking it around the mountain and back. You're taking it on like a little ride around the town, essentially. And Your so ride. I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think the significant shortening of the distance to do anything really helped because I'm imagining the the mule. Goes a certain amount of time before it really does start to get stereotypically stubborn, but that window doesn't really exist if you're only going a short distance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jess, should the rule that we advise future Amazing Race teams uh, now be choose whatever task sounds the hardest?
0: Honestly, it's the switcheroo. I don't think they're going to switcheroo everybody every week. This is mm-hmm. one of those Vizini who switched the poisons kind mm-hmm. of situations. <laughs> Like, maybe they both have iocane powder in them. You don't know. But I think you just have to look at them and I think, think about what's going to play to your strengths. Like, if you know that you don't have the patience to sit there and wait for cheese to get hot, then go straight to the mules. And Mm -hmm. in a case like this one, like, this isn't going to work with every... With every detour, but in a case like this one, they're literally around the corner from each other. So if you don't like one, go do the other one. That's why it was okay for Dusty and Ryan this week. Even though we can laugh a lot at Dusty's like (laughs) now, every time he does something for 10 seconds and it's not easy, he starts freaking out about switching. That's I hope that's a through line.
2: Dog-like compulsion, right? Like, it's the very much squirrel motif of <laughs> yeah. oh, something else, something's distracting me. Got to go for that shiny thing. But I want to go out. I want to come
1: in. I yeah. want to go out. I want to come in. What was interesting, though, this detour of, uh, okay, say cheese or mule, please. Dusty is shot out of the cannon. Cheese! I know how to make cheese. I made cheese. I know how to make cheese. We gotta do make cheese, because that's my thing. I'm a cheesemaker. I know how to do this, to the point he's so excited. This is what he says when he gets to the detour.
3: It's a milky, milky time to make some cheese.
1: (laughs) Milky, milky. Time to make some cheese.
0: I, my Swedish, only thing, The
2: Swedish chef is alive and well
1: right now, even though we're in Corsica.
0: The only thing I can think of is they retroactively got angry at us making fun of them and calling them Hans and Franz last week, so they decided to just be weird, <laughs> so that we can't go back to that. Well,
1: oh, I think we might later. I,
0: think we're gonna I
2: mean, uh, is this is wait? Is that the Corsican <laughs> national anthem? Maybe he's just honoring the residents.
0: <laughs> it's a milky, milky time to make some cheese.
1: <laughs> I hear barking in the background. Oh, oh
0: yeah, I hear barking.
1: <laughs> milky, milky, time to make some cheese.
2: Okay. I mean, is he, is he beckoning the milk forward? Like, please, you know what? Maybe he should have sang to the milk more. Maybe it would have heated up faster. Can we also talk about the naming for a second? I feel like this is a segment we do every week, yeah. but it begs it, it to it be talked about. Say cheese. You got it. Makes sense. Versus mute. Versus Mule Please, Mule Please, which might be one of my favorite, like, (laughs) strained, shoehorned in roadblock titles. Mule Please sounds like a line that, like, a cow played by Wesley Snipes plays in a 2001 (laughs) Disney film on a farm. Mm -hmm. Like, Mule Please, come on over here and help milk me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, just like. Like that's that's from an era gone by. I don't think everyone has ever said blank please in the past ten years or so.
0: <laughs> but it fits with getting exhibit to come up and pimp out the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. then to the amazing race producers that are listening, like, all right, well what what's better than mule please?
0: Um, I feel like maybe you could play with cheesemonger somehow.
1: The cheesemonger? <clears throat>
0: Yeah, there's a cheese you could say cheesemonger or hmm.
2: uh, cheese curd or donkey turd.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> um Maybe i I've, that's I've, so easy. I'm struggling, but mm-hmm. I I know there I know it's there. It's 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 there, I'm just not reaching it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much like much like the temperature of the vat of cheese. I'm oh, not quite um, there. Fromage or dressage. Ooh, there
2: there it is, Mike. Mm-hmm. There it is. I okay. mean they're not the the mules aren't dancing, but I do no, feel No, and like
0: they they're not horses contrary to what Penn kept saying.
2: Yes, exactly. I should also note, uh, as someone who did go to Muhlenberg College, uh, my friends and I often didn't greet each other by high-fiving each other along the the walk and saying, "Mule, please. How's it going today?" <laughs> so, honestly, uh, I think they just stole from our alma mater song. Okay.
0: That's that's in your song, Mike. Yes, it's followed up by Milky, Milky. Let's make some cheese. <laughs> What's in the water in Pennsylvania, Mike? Uh, lots of cheese. It's a
2: Milky, Milky time to make ooh, some ooh, cheese. Ooh,
3: ooh,
1: ooh. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let, let's uh, talk about the actual uh, tasks here. So. The the milk task uh, did seem like it was a bit tedious that you needed to, you know, uh, get it to a certain temperature and then you're straining and you're stirring. There's a lot going on here.
0: I don't know. It was patience. It was just like, look at the thermometer and sit around and be patient. And then once you got it going, it didn't seem like it was that hard.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the real secret here—the reason why Dusty and Ryan ended up falling into last place—is because old Dog Boy over there keeps insisting to turn the Bunsen burners <laughs> on and off, uh, and so it just like really fluctuates to the temperature. As opposed to everyone else is just sitting there, like, no, nope, we are—we're uh, just gonna sit and wait. So I think it was the more tedious but straightforward option on paper okay uh and that turns out to be the slower one just because again the distance that they went with the mules was so fast
1: so uh lulu and lala are there uh eventually akbar and sherry are gonna get there uh arun and natalia are gonna go there but uh we see that the Holderness family, they're going to switch things up pretty late in the game. Uh, they get Raquel and Kayla, who seem to like to work with another team uh, whenever they can. They end up uh, going with the Holderness family. They don't want to be uh, too far away from the pack. Uh, they say that, you know, uh, four heads are better than two in terms of uh, working on this, uh, uh, working on a, a task. Uh, just sound strategy? I think
0: it's it's a fair thing to do especially at this point in the race. You don't want to go off on your own little thing and then have everybody else pass you. So if you can see another team, you know at least where you stand partially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it you know it turns out it pays dividends for Raquel and Kayla later on later in the episode on. as we're going to talk about. Yeah. At this point it's like you're early in the leg, it doesn't hurt you to work with another team at this point. And it makes sure that there's always like if you are way behind the pack you're dragging someone down with you mm-hmm. but if but you also get the benefit of if you can work together and get it done faster it pushes you out in front yeah it's yeah. it's sound strategy yeah
2: four heads are better than two especially when dealing with asses
1: <laughs> Raquel and Kayla were very excited Mike to work uh with the the mules mules and mules and donkeys are they the same thing they're different right no they're uh, different
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah mule is a crossbreed between a donkey and a horse mm-hmm. uh again as someone whose mascot was the mule i've become very entrenched in
1: muleology. Yeah. uh so Raquel yeah also uh, she hopes that her uh, mule is not a jackass yeah uh, which is a different mules thing is like, also right
2: uh yeah, jackass is another term for donkey and a feature film that's coming out very soon mm-hmm. i believe um uh, mm-hmm. should have been some cbs
1: viacom synergy yeah. there we'll be waiting uh, for the post-show recap mike
2: uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of me sliding down the stairs while, while holding a microphone. I guess that's is, that's not a jackass stunt. That's like something Dennis the Menace does. What am I talking about? You got to be shot out of a cannon for that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, can we talk about the, the, the mule names for a second? Cause this is, I always love it whenever, when it, working with animals, when amazing racers name their animals.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's a clip of, uh, Raquel and Kayla have, uh, come up with a name for their mule. Raquel doesn't like this, but I'm naming the mule after our boyfriends, Colt and Tony. Colt Tony. <laughs> Colt Tony. The mule, please, of mule names.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: I love it. It's like an irregular shaped pasta you find in the very back of the shelf. Yep. Colt Tony.
1: Like uh, in my mind, uh, that Coltony is, uh, some sort of like, uh, the sur- su- survivor, uh, ship name for, uh, Colby and Tony.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, a lot oh of my people God. wanted that oh to my happen. God. Every day,
1: every morning I wake up, I think I'm alive and I think I'm a, I'm a Texan. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, this is huge. I needed this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Come, on. That's a, Come on. That's a Hershey bar. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wow. I got my bag of tricks right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: call Tony. Uh, there, the the moment comes along, <laughs> act. It's a very good moment. I mean, Pretty I'll sure there are nine
1: days.
2: <laughs> Pretty sure there are nine days in a week. There, Jeremy. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Milky, Milky.
1: Let's get make some cheese. Look, Jerry. Is- I, I ain't no Hershey bar. This is <laughs> call Tony. You, you, you guys,
0: I think I'm going to go I'm going to go take a break me to get a drink and I want you guys to get it all out of your system. And then when I come back, we'll be ready to move on and stop talking about these weird survivor port Top
2: 5, baby. Top 5.
1: Okay.
0: You know, we got to leave something. We got to re- leave room for some other podcast on the week's best of our All right.
1: Fair fair enough. Fair enough. Uh Col- Tony, there you go. So, it seems like just uh, that this show is just about like uh, putting the saddle on the mule.
0: Pretty much. And there were lots of little like buckles and harnesses and things. And and you had to get that exactly right. And then you had to put the milk canisters on the mule and walk him over. And it was more like, look at the look at the model mule and then make your mule look like that mule. Mm-hmm. It was it's the same thing as like when they had to do the trucks in Columbia and they had to decorate mm-hmm. it exactly right. Mm hmm. It's just a living truck. A, yeah, living truck. That's what they call the mule. You know, it's known as the living truck. <laughs> the living truck. Uh, yeah. The
2: the thing though that was odd to me was Phil seemed to make a big deal. Right, if they they have to make sure they get there without spilling a drop, like it's that uh, that sommelier task. Jets from the mole season two. But like. Oh, yeah. Nothing to do with that whatsoever. (laughs) It had a lid
0: on it.
1: Yeah. It's not going to spill. Yeah, unless you've got a crowbar and we're trying to pry it open. I think (laughs) it's going to be pretty safe. Yeah. So the teams uh, had varying degrees of success uh, with working on making the cheese. Uh, Lulu and Lala, who we saw ace the sausage uh, task last week, but also we learned about some of the difficulties they've had in the kitchen before with knives, uh, seemed to struggle with another uh, kitchen instrument do you know how to use a thermometer yeah do you know how to use a thermometer lulu and lala want to know
2: so i know that there's a lot of debate nowadays about like can the children of our society be able to read analog clocks because of the advent of digital technology is is the thermometer the same the same way that like the thermo like the actual mercury in a thermometer that's out now that nobody is able to read (laughs) thermometer analog thermometer yeah, with like the little red light
0: liquid rising. <laughs> well, I mean, on British Bake Off, they have the digital ones now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I don't know, maybe that's gone. Maybe that's a, a thing of the past now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, put it right there on the shelf with writing and cursive yeah. and physical media. So
2: on, only 90s kids would remember this when you stuck the thermometer <laughs> in the, you're making cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for Akbar and Sherry, that they are getting very confident because, uh, first off, they are Akbar and Sherry cook. So <laughs> let let them cook. Too many cooks. Uh, and Akbar, very, you know, very proudly says, look, I know anything that's cooking. Sherry has got this. This is this is this is her challenge. And I go back to last week. And when the challenge was <laughs> bartender race or sausage case, they, they chose bartender race.
2: They learned this time around,
1: at least, right? <laughs>
2: like, maybe once they heard what the others were saying, like, oh, we should have taken
1: that one. Yeah. And so now they're finally... Like, anything cooking, up. this is going to... This is Sherry's wheelhouse.
0: This is it's like... Be- it's it's like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> like, every time he fails at something, like, the next thing he comes to is, like, this is what Tiggers do best.
2: hmm <laughs> Well, the thing is about this, I... I don't know. I wouldn't even call this cooking. This is milk boiling. This is not
0: cooking. <laughs> How do you draw the line, Mike? Where what counts as cooking and what counts as not cooking? Because this is a pot of edible stuff over a flame. I think that's cooking.
2: I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Maybe the the finesse and like the addition of ingredients. Because again, like they there wasn't there didn't seem to be that much temperature control either, especially for people who didn't know how to use a thermometer. It was just wait a little while for the milk to boil, then pour in more milk, and that's
1: it. Maybe the problem was for Ryan and Dusty was that they watched the milk, uh, which, of course, we all know that a pot of of watched milk will not boil.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't think you want it to boil Mm. because I don't know if either of you have ever tried to cook with milk. Um, If you get it really hot really fast, it is not a good scene. Mm. So if you, I think they were really focused on the idea that you can't get it over that temperature or it will, you know, the, you will yeah. have a lot of, you'll have nothing you want.
3: Milky milky. Time
0: to make some cheese. So, and
2: if you right. look at the Milky Milky, there is no cheese. I was trying to figure it out. Was it? So eighty five degrees, I think, it was like what the the upper limit was. Was that Celsius or Fahrenheit? Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. yeah. So okay, you want it? So that's close to boiling. If you
0: get it over a hundred, yeah. it's gonna explode.
1: A- eighty five degrees Fahrenheit. I think it's just like you drink that and then take a nap. I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Serve
1: to your children before bedtime at eighty five. Yeah. Go big,
2: cheese! I got you a glass of warm milk. <laughs> Here
1: you go. Yeah. Okay. So Ryan and Dusty are are struggling, Jess, and uh, Dusty is like uh, seeing teams come back, holding his family, Raquel and Kayla, uh, whizzing past them. Hey, hey, we got to move. We got to move. We got to switch. We got to switch the task. Get out of here.
0: I I hope this becomes a thing every week. I want it to happen every week, because if this was the recurring plot line of Ryan and Dusty for the whole season, I take back everything I said about their archetype, because It would be fabulous. I loved watching this two weeks in a row. Like, it's like, you know, the comedic beat came around again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, but honestly, like in the moment, it would be worth thinking about because again, the mules are right around the corner. You don't lose a ton of time and you don't want to invest a whole bunch of time on something that you don't understand. Yeah. Even if objectively you should have been able to understand it because it's not that complicated. Like in the moment, you don't. There's nothing you can do about
1: that. And just did it turn out to be a five-hole task for Arun, who works in the restaurant industry?
0: I need to know more about what he does for a living before I can rule a five-hole.
2: Yeah, if Arun is a cheesemonger, then yes, absolutely. But, like, I don't think he's cooking back there, either. I mean, you, I would argue it's more of a five-hole for Sherry than it would be for Arun, considering mm-hmm. that, like, isn't Sherry's big thing that, like, she cooks the food for, for everybody? Yeah. And Akbar's talking about making the roux for the the macaroni and cheese, so... Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the attitude that Ryan and Dusty had, particularly Dusty, was much like their application of heat to the milk. It was constantly on, on and, off, off, on of and off, on oh, off. We should do it. We shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it. We should do it. Uh, and to Jess's point, I love that this is an echo of the flag stuff that happened. In that case, they stuck with it. This time, they switched. So, you know, you always learn from your mistakes. I wonder what they're going to take away from this. Like, I know they're, they're really focused on the triumph of them going from sixth to third in the second half of the leg, but I do wonder if they're going to now approach detours a little bit differently, of like thinking things through or really trying to puzzle out, like, okay, if we see something and we get an immediate sense that it's not going to go our way, then we should switch rather than just like really miring in it, waiting for something to boil.
1: Okay. Well, Lulu and Lala are through. Uh, we mentioned that the Holderness family, Raquel and Kayla, they got through with the mule task. Now, Akbar and Sherry have completed their task. And even Arun and Natalia have completed the task. And Ryan and Dusty are left with the realization that they are in last place. And at this point, they decide we're going to switch. Let's do and it. That
2: in- and that insult to injury, their Technicolor Jeep it does not go up the hill and they
1: have to push it up. If yeah, you forgot about that. Yeah, push push the jeep up the hill. Okay? Looking not so good for Ryan and Dusty. Yeah, they
0: were in last place for about 5 entire minutes there and it was a scary time.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And, I mean on the show and it was probably longer in real life.
0: Mm, it might have been 6 minutes in real life.
1: <laughs> Could have been you know maybe even 7. You know? Cuz it's looking dire. Okay. 7 minutes not in heaven. Okay.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: So we get to the roadblock. Who wants to make a splash? All right. Who wants to make a splash? This looks so fun. It looks so so fun. fun. It looks very fun. But just in terms of leg design, uh, how did you think about this as as a roadblock?
0: Well, the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, do you have to be like clipped into this thing? So you definitely can't pass anybody. Mm-hmm. And it turns out you only have to be clipped in on like certain parts of it, which everybody was passing everybody, which if this had been one of those things where nobody could pass anybody, this would have, this would have sucked. I would have come in here hot. I would have been yelling. I would have like threatened to quit the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: 80 degrees Celsius, at least.
0: I, I'd be a hundred degrees Celsius Hurdled. and I'd be, I'd be exploding all over the place. Um, But honestly, if you can pass people (laughs) if you can pass people, it's not a bad task. Yeah. It's fine. And it it looked like I don't think there was any real skill involved. They were saying, Oh, you have to find the clue, but it looked like on one of the when you got to that. It was it was gonna be hard not to find the clue at that point. It's just like whap. Okay, hit me in the face.
2: And if you're Akbar, if you like go down the slide without it, you just like reach up on your tiptoes and grab it and then go back like no, no harm, no foul. Obviously, the big drama would have been if someone missed it and they have to go back up to the top and do it again. But I think it was more so about like the majesty of the course itself, which was a lot of fun. Just we have done this before. I know probably not in Corsica, but we've done yep. this before. Have we not?
0: Uh, shout out to the great Corey Cool who reminded us that this was done in Switzerland in season 31, episode seven. He had that right off the top of his head because he himself did it. And he said it is as fun as it looks.
1: Yeah. Looked like a fun time to go through all of this. Um, there's a moment where, okay, so we see that uh, we, uh, the people that are hanging out, uh, we have uh, what it's uh, Lala and Kim and it's uh, Kayla, 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 and they're hanging out and talking about the guys of the hour, Ryan and Dusty. They're in last place. Everybody's feeling good. Some excitement.
0: It's I, I don't know. I, I, I can feel the I I see how they feel in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys were ahead yeah. of everybody all the time. And I like the thought that, you know, we can't beat them. They're gonna have to beat themselves. Yeah. Which it seems like I think that's true of everybody that you cast for this show. There's gonna be that one task that's gonna kill them. In this case, it didn't turn out that that was that task this week. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's the thing about The Amazing Race in general is unlike a show like Survivor or Big Brother, you are not like actively eliminating people from the show. There are things like U-turns. But other than that, people go out because of their own performances, not because of yours. And so I think, you know, it, it creates more friendly rivalries than it does actual rivalries. And so I didn't really make anything. It didn't feel... You know, uh, like in Brenchel's two seasons, right when there was just so much vitriol in their direction. I don't mm. think anyone hates Ryan and Dusty. Mm, I think no. it was just a lot of like, oh, they're in the lead. This is fun that we get to do this. Even Ryan and Dusty themselves are like, oh, Raquel and Kayla passed us for the first time ever on the race. So I feel like last week there was a secret scene where I think Raquel and Kayla had been saying they're like, particularly just, uh, justy Dusty, justy. Was getting- uh, was getting a big head of himself of like, okay, yeah. we're the ones that can we can beat. And I feel like we were seeing some glimpses of that, that even in their dire moments, they're like, I can't believe this. Nobody yeah. ever beat
1: us at anything. Now they're beating us. Yeah, And think they'd be rusty, right? Oh, huh.
0: that's a good portmanteau name, Rob. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: Yeah, put that together. I and mean, uh, if we were still
0: writing recaps, we'd probably call them that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they, become, they were a little rusty this week yeah okay. exactly <laughs> yeah okay i guess the you know that the, that long uh hiatus the the hiatus uh was you know they weren't in uh, necessarily in peak condition to come back even though they did win the r- first place last week i do a little did milk you, in, in the joints those, yeah
2: did you see those hot bods i disagree
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay but they did cramp up also so maybe they maybe they are a little rusty okay so we get where it's raquel and lulu who are going through the race together, and you know we talked about this. Uh, they were working together, and uh, they were uh, women supporting women. Everything was going good up until the point where uh, Raquel got the clue and left Lulu in the dust.
0: This is uh, this is a whole lot of a nothing burger. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Like with extra cheese. It's it's in yeah it's, milky With milky. extra curds. Time to make the yes. cheese. Because there's a few things at play here. You know, thing number one, working together is a totally great thing to do at the point in the race when there's when there's nothing to lose with it. And this is a race. And she had every right to try to get further in the race. You can't wait around like it, helping other people is great up to a point where it's detrimental to your own race to stick around and help somebody. And also, this wasn't necessarily detrimental to Lulu and Lala's race because they have other people behind them. Mm-hmm. They're not condemning them to a horrible
1: fate here. Yeah. Well, Lulu was uh, a little hot. And I was
0: like, Bitch! Yeah. <laughs> was a totally that was totally facetious b-word she's not really okay
2: that's what you that's what you add please after not mule please you need this is like that key and peel sketch
0: (laughs) it is it is very much like that
1: okay (laughs) so uh meanwhile all right akbar uh is going to uh take on this task for his team uh he is going to head into the roadblock uh and uh he uh, gets in around the same time as arun uh basically they're sort of paired up even though technically he's ahead of uh arun going into the who wants to make a splash roadblock
2: yeah and the Heavy Boot gets to be on the other foot here as Akbar experiences his own slowdowns. It's interesting. You know, I'm sure everyone was feeling it with the wetsuits. I do wonder if because of Akbar's size, like he was just feeling it extra hard on top of, of being winded behind it. He seemed to be the only one, interestingly, that was really talking about just like how tough it was to do, while well, everyone else seemed to be fine. Uh, the only th- other like non happy emotions people had was Lulu's bitch. And the water was cold. And the water was cold, uh, but that was about it. George Costanza would not be happy Mm -hmm. at the end of this roadblock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. I was in the river.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, we see that uh, Ryan finally gets here to the race. Okay. Uh, And we see that uh, everybody is uh, not super happy to uh, see Ryan and Dusty show up. They're finally here.
0: I mean they had to get there sometime. They yeah. were only in last place for 5 minutes.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So, here we go. Um and is this when uh on, on the way to the race uh, do we get the uh, when uh, Dusty talks about his dad? Is this so on that's the That's
2: on the way to the kayaks. Okay, on the way, way to the we, okay. I want to come I want to come back, Cause cause back cause Right, right now it. Ryan's about to, Ryan's about to go to the flash here and just speed past
1: a third of the yeah. group, <laughs> which was amazing because just it was a graphic on the screen. Okay. And the graphic was like, I think we had a little dot for Arun and a little dot for Akbar. And then the dot that was for Ryan was moving at light speed around the course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that may have been slightly exaggerated for dramatic effect.
2: No, I want Ryan to go full Jesse Owens on these rocks and just like <laughs> parkour, like springing off, swimming through, darting around to catch up.
1: Yeah oh was wild it's just like the Ryan, I mean go back and watch it That ryan dot must have been moving at about 700 miles an hour through the course
2: <laughs> did they got a penalty for speeding of like ryan you did break the the, the sound barrier when you sped through the
0: course so mm-hmm. we're gonna have
2: to get on you a 30 minute penalty yes so if,
0: he, if he crashes into the rock does he drop all the rings he picked up yeah
2: <laughs> everybody super ryan racing
1: mm-hmm OK, so uh, meanwhile, we have a kayak part of this task. OK, uh, Kim and Penn are the first to arrive at the kayak uh, and Mike, that they get to the kayak and it's time to pump it up.
2: <laughs> exactly. So I love non detour and roadblock tasks, especially ones right before the pit. Hard stop. same. These can be oftentimes the great equalizer, whether it's seemingly small minute things like take a water slide or other things like paddle a circular boat to the pit stop, like we saw in the first episode of season seventeen. It's just another way to jumble the teams up, and it has great effect as we are we saw in the final part here. So, I really enjoyed a lot of it. It was clearly like heavily monitored. like I saw someone in the water. Uh, you know, they had to get the boats checked out before they, they took them into the water. They couldn't be paddling on like an inflatable pool toy that was slowly sticking into the water, like Mogo Mogo's boat mm-hmm. uh, with Cold Tony on it and everything. But I just really enjoyed the, the opportunity to like throw strump something extra in there, something you need to do to get to the pit stop besides just getting there and walking up to it and smiling at Phil, I always really enjoy. And I think the kayaks provided a lot of entertainment as people were freaking out about their experience or lack thereof.
1: Jess, I will say though, I did think that the inflatable kayak uh, did reek a little bit of like, Hey, just go pick up some kayaks at target. And then uh, like, uh, that's, we'll save some uh, money on the budget.
0: Yeah, it, some of these tasks, like, this was not the, this was not the cheapest inflatable thing they've ever had on this mm-hmm. show. And they didn't have to shave it, so we're happy. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, it, it didn't seem particularly Corsican, if that's what you're getting
1: at. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Corsicans are noted for their inflatable kayaks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, they're working on that. Uh, there was also a part where you had to leave your backpacks uh, in the uh, in the van because you didn't want to get them wet. Um, the van we, down by the river. <laughs> yeah, the van down by the Corsican River. Uh, Lulu and Lala missed that, and just they beat themselves up, and they say that the clue literally said to leave the bags in the car. But I feel like that the. Um, word literally uh might be vestigial here uh in the sentence uh concerning that the, the, you know the clue is always literally going to tell you exactly what you need to do
0: <laughs> that's that's a fair point rob yeah but so many people still feel like it's a you know figurative suggestion mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah i mean it's, it's a weird step though because it goes against amazing race conventions that usually you're advised to take your packs with you and especially the fanny packs right that's where the passports are that's where your money is Speaking of money, did you notice they actually got money for this leg? Ten euro. And that it was right. Ten. E- what are they going to spend? If the, is that what they used to buy the kayak?
1: I think that that was maybe a parking meter or somewhere situation. Stop <laughs> at Corsican <laughs> Target and pick up your kayak.
2: Yeah, or like pay it's like pay your driver. I'm yeah. not sure why they got ten euros. It's like their parents being like, "All right, go buy
1: some gumballs with these ten euros." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, we're seeing the teams uh, having a little bit of struggling uh, with uh, steering the kayak, but ultimately it uh, doesn't seem to be uh, too much of an event uh, for Akbar, though, that he ends up getting passed uh, first by Rune, But then the uh, big one is he gets passed by Ryan.
0: I feel like Ryan did the course about four more times and just like lapped him. Mm hmm. That's what it looked like from the map.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Seriously. I just imagine... Like, Anakbar was just making his way through, and then you just hear, like, on your left! And then Ryan just, like, jumps through and passes him completely. It's got to be demoralizing, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, we we were set on this one strong team behind us, and I just have to keep it slow and steady. That's what they said this entire time. Slow and steady. And here comes the hare, and the hare won the race at the, in this particular instance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Sherry does get to have, like, a, you know, the moment of uh, she sees uh, Arun come through. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh And then she sees Ryan come through. And I like, oh, guess it's not as easy. Well, I mean, they're making it look easy, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan does make it look uh, pretty easy. Um, so... We get to uh, see finally, uh, you know, uh, Akbar. It takes him a while. He does uh, come through. Meanwhile, back at the mat, Kim and Penn, they are team number one. $5,000 each. Some vacation money, yeah. Phil specifically says. You can go anywhere but
0: Cape Cod <laughs> this time.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the new Kim, Jess, seemed to work out in this leg of the race.
0: Yeah, new Kim did a great job
1: very chill yeah. on the block yeah. yeah yeah so we'll take we'll take her word for it i mean uh seems like the same great kim to me but um new kim
0: yep whatever she did it was working keep so the, she should keep, keep it doing up. it keep it up and
1: i
2: and i do think if we are in a scenario where uh, ryan and dusty end up you know beating themselves up out of the race i think we now clearly have a very good number two competitor yeah in the form of Penn uh, Kim and Penn like again they had their own struggles with the mail rail task but outside of that they have not finished what was their like lowest finish besides that it was they went 4th and 5th and then 1st 2nd 3rd and 1st so like they have been doing incredibly consistently well once they left the UK and i think they are in a good good position to possibly win if there's another Ryan mm-hmm. Dusty self destruct coming along
1: yeah yeah, you have to feel like that. And I wonder if maybe the edit is like really pointing us in that direction of the, you know, Ryan and Dusty seem like the favorites, but uh, they're having some uh, meltdowns along the way. But for Kim and Penn, uh, they are they are team number one. Jess, I feel like that the greeter got a little bit of a short shrift here in this episode.
0: You know, you could have told me there was no greeter. Yeah. and I would have believed you.
1: At the very end, he got it like a little uh, a little bit with Akbar and Sherry.
2: Well, no, he, well, he also got though, he was in on the joke with Raquel and Kayla, right? We'll get to that. But like, there's a very noted look that he gives them like, yeah, I understand what
1: you're talking about. What is this bro doing? <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, Ryan and Dusty, uh, they are now they realize they are not in last place. Okay. They feel, they feel good. And Dusty has this really great moment where he gets to talk about, uh, the passing of his dad and uh, mm-hmm. what, and what that means and how his dad is, is, is uh, looking down at them. And it was, you know, a, a really wonderful moment for Ryan and Dusty.
2: Yeah. I, I love this. You know, there was always the question that Phil asked of what, how's the pandemic affected your life? And, you know, we saw some stuff on screen. We didn't see some other stuff on screen, like how Akbar and Sherry were affected, but Dusty has went through so many life changes. You know, he moved he had a son, and then his father died. And I don't know, uh, you know, if it was from COVID complications or or what have you. But what really broke my heart was him revealing that his dad never got to see his grandson, uh, which is just like man, absolutely terrible. Imagining that small window in which it happened, uh, and it never coming to be is just, just uh, absolutely devastating. And I, I do feel for a mayor, and I think it is very sweet that like he essentially tries to talk to his dad every leg to ask for strength and. He gets it here. He does have some interesting advice for his son. Dusty does. Uh, interesting use of phrasing, I will say. Yes. Um, it's about uh, that to have a friend like Ryan. Stick through this stuff and have a down-ass buddy you yeah. can race
1: around the world with. Yeah. that. Um, I, I wanted to uh, ask you two about this because... And have, a, have you a down-ass buddy. Yeah. I just want to say that the two of you are some of my best down ass buddies uh and it's great to get to podcast with uh two down ass buddies like you
0: yeah you're the you're the down assiest rob Mm -hmm.
1: yeah oh yeah you're so you're so far south you're basically in the
2: you're touching the penguins Mm -hmm. at that point that's how far down your ass is uh yeah weird phrase interest i love the sentiment down ass buddy it's something I've really got to mull over for a, at least a week. At this point, what that have means. A,
1: have you a down ass buddy? Yeah, yeah. I want to shout out all my down ass buddies that are out there listening to our amazing race coverage because. Uh, <laughs> Could that
2: be the name of a patron tier for the RHAP patron? The no, down ass no, buddies?
1: No, I'm, Mike, I'm, I'm I'm being trying to be sincere here uh, because okay, frankly, please. there's a lot of up ass buddies uh, that are that are out there, and you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm over it. The, it's me it's me and the down ass buddies
0: i'll, I'll take a couple of sideways ass buddies <laughs> yeah but mm. very few up ass buddies yeah yeah give me like south south by
2: southwest at best
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh, do, or just lulu lala did we not know how to read a compass anymore first thermometers now compasses no one even knows where their ass is pointing
1: <laughs> okay it's true all right so uh i mean Ryan and Dusty are feeling it at this point. Uh, they are again. We talked about all the different animals that Dusty is channeling. Uh, I believe this is when they get to the kayaks. Uh, this is what he yells: Gobble, gobble, we about to eat, baby. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, usually you eat the turkey. The turkey was it doesn't eat you.
1: Do you think that maybe the, was this episode filmed on Thanksgiving? It could have been. Gobble, gobble, it- we about to eat. It was late fall. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: think it, I don't think they were still filming that late in the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously answering your very facetious mm. question, Rob. No, but I, I, I to, I'm wondering. Maybe I believe
2: I believe you do use turkey feathers to stuff a down comforter for your down ass buddies. Down-ass so maybe buddy. that's where the that's where the connection comes through.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing cozier than a down ass
1: comforter. Does mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have uh, donkey fur also. <laughs> Yeah, and then you, when you squeeze it, it goes milky, milky. <laughs> time to make some cheese. Yeah,
2: time to make some cheese. Cobble, cobble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a top oh, cat. and
2: Yeah, the dusty just doll swinging is, monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> the, the dusty doll. Like the canisum, it it's a recall. Yeah, like I think
1: there's a lot of weird phrases. coming Maybe out of instead of the like, kayak, it should have been Dusty's arc at this point. <laughs> All right, two of every animal. We need those monkeys. Give me a gobble gobble, uh, the gobble. Yeah. Come
2: on, you milky, milky
1: cows. <laughs> Don't forget the mule. Yeah. Don't forget that mule. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Ryan and, B- and Dusty, uh, they're, they're doing great. Uh, all right. So our teams are starting to uh, check in. Okay. Raquel and Kayla, their team number two
2: well done good on them yeah, it's it's their highest placement so far they had a big bounce back now part of it is because they sort of chose the right detour drafting off of uh, you know kim and pen and then sort of helped uh you know when lulu tells them to grab the clue that certainly helps but like at the same time there have been many teams that have won that have benefited from their relationships with other teams and it appears that if for kel and kayla want to play that game i do not begrudge them whatsoever if they want to make some down ass buddies with mm-hmm. the rest of the teams they can certainly benefit from that especially when there are big
1: glaring threats around them okay so all right ryan and dusty they make it to the mat team number three and boy are they pumped up and uh they're, they're, they're ready uh they are uh so excited and is that another team in the back yeah!
0: They're more excited about getting third place than I have seen them get about first place on any previous leg.
2: Yeah, this is this is the meme of the guy shaking up champagne and celebrating, and then it's a reveal that he's in third place on the podium. <laughs> like to a T, yeah. that's what this is. They were
1: they were really they were they were they were so excited. Uh, they were just uh, going nuts. Uh, again, here's what Dusty had to say. We got to some physical stuff we knew we was about to eat some lunch yeah we got to some physical stuff and we were about to eat some lunch jess
0: uh gobble gobble,
2: <laughs> gobble,
1: gobble. yeah it was t- a turkey with a side of bird eggs what was the physical <laughs> stuff some... uh, oh, wait, oh, oh wait wait was the kayak the physical stuff and 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 eating lunch is good
0: well i think it was the pushing the car was the physical stuff which nobody else had to do. That was like a speed No,
1: Listening to that back, I, I think he's saying that like we were we we ate we're like we got to the, like you let us kayak and we got to like take our shirts off and we're uh, and we're going crazy. But it was like making the Milky Milky time to make some cheese was where we had the difficulty. Yeah, I think the, that's eating, fair. Like we didn't get like I, I thought like the the phrase is like oh we had like our lunch handed to us. Uh, is oh bad, no no no! It's I
2: I thought it's like oh eat it like oh we ate today. We
1: ate. Yeah, we got to some you physical please. stuff, and we knew we was about to eat some lunch. Yeah, yeah, I that think was like us watching this episode, like, oh, there's a lot of good. We're gonna eat some lunch oh, tomorrow, and
2: there's some, and there's some lunch coming up for Ryan and Dusty next leg. We'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: Yeah, but they are they are so pumped up. They actually are now shirtless, and they are uh, basically <laughs> just basking in this. And uh, we get some other teams observing just uh, this, this moment for Ryan and Dusty. This is our best performance we had. It ain't one It's the best performance we've had. I'm happy about this. Whoa. Is that right? Explain that to me. <laughs> I mean, it's adversity, right? That's what life's all about. This, the race is about. And, uh, sure. We pushed through it. We showed that we were capable of overcoming some obstacles. We feel pretty good with it, you know? And uh, I love this guy, man. We ain't done. We ain't done, guys. No, you're not. Just how about that music cue That was jarring
2: Yeah I don't know why And a little they upsetting I don't know why they played you're never gonna get it Like the backing <laughs> track to that song And that was like I like the record scratch right As like they're having this big triumphant hero moment Of like we did dead we won the Super Bowl And then you know Raquel and Kayla Burst the bubble of being like they're just showing off With their shirts off I don't know why we followed up with Waka Waka Guitar but Because okay. their
0: shirts were off Mike Yeah but we didn't I, see I, that was the one like,
1: part of it. I understood like, like sexy time.
2: I suppose so. But like, I don't need my shirtless men braying gutturally like a
1: mule to the winds. I want to something I a do. bit more yeah. soft and yeah. sensual. Maybe some, some people at home are like, all right, time, time to eat some lunch. No, yeah, i I'm want
0: not to so, shame that.
1: Yeah.
2: I want something silky silky. <laughs>
0: Oh, Lord. I like that the record scratch also felt very on brand if we're going with the early 2000s theme of the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Um, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you know? That, that's, so, yeah. that's the pit stop, Greer. Raxon on the man's day, they're like, "Yep, that's me, Jurgen." You're probably wondering
1: how I got here. Uh, I was asked to go to Corsica on the Amazing Race. Yeah, let's rewind it a bit. Here's me and the rest of the litter. <laughs> me, is my monkeys, my, my, my tomcat, Ryan. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> he was... I was a dog, and then I got <laughs> turned into a person.
0: But I got asked to make some milky, milky cheese, <laughs> and I was also a monkey and a turkey.
1: And he was the best down ass buddy a dog could ever hope for. Oh, and I all I wanted was to eat some lunch. <laughs> lunch. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the thing about shirts, it never did feel quite right. Yeah.
0: When all you're right. a dog, you don't have to wear a shirt right, unless right. it's really cold out. <laughs>
1: All right, Arun and Natalia, they're team number five.
3: Holy mackerel! <laughs> I'm
2: surprised Dusty didn't say that.
1: <laughs> mackerel is a fish,
0: yeah. I mean, Dusty doesn't have a monopoly on animal references. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just love yeah Arun yelling "Holy mackerel" as he comes in is so Arun. I love it, <laughs> like so dorky, beloved beloved dad.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the dad character we need on this show. Mm-hmm.
2: Holy Caltoni! <laughs> <laughs> you
0: okay. all got to stop making Caltoni happen. It's not gonna happen. a one
1: way race, and that is full tilt. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Okay, uh, when you're a
2: construction worker, sometimes your tools get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I made a
1: spy shack. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to run the challenge now Phil all right sorry Sorry, Jess you're not sorry
2: (laughs) can someone please make a photoshop mock-up of cold Tony like when they merged all 20 survivor winners into one person
1: okay all right so um akbar and sherry unfortunately all the other teams are gone uh it seems like that there was like a l- little bit of a uh gap between uh the first five teams being at the mat and when akbar and sherry finally get there just uh if you had to guess uh how long of a time uh do you think it took for akbar and sherry to check in
0: i think well i think when you ask them they're gonna say it was like 15 minutes at most mm-hmm. because everybody says it's 15 minutes at most yeah In this case, I think it was pretty tight for everybody. Like everybody was pretty close together the entire time. So I would say they probably, it was not a terribly long time. Like this was not one of those things where you could tell by the the changing angle of the sun that it was much, much later.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the greeter didn't have to go home nope
0: readers still there (laughs) Mm -hmm. i
2: did like because they occasionally see this on the amazing race right when it's a struggle between the last two teams and they erroneously build up like how tense it is by showing oh who's that running up to the mat they did this here right where phil's like and let's welcome in another team and like they held on that for a while and didn't show who it was going to be before they revealed lulu and lala so i like sort of a new twist on an old favorite for amazing race editors
1: yeah okay um yeah lulu and lala uh i don't know if i mentioned that they uh checked in Were, were they four or five They were five. They were five. Okay, even behind uh, Arun and Natalia. Uh, So they're all going to be part of the second departure time. Uh, The first departure time is just going to be the uh, Kim and Penn and Raquel and Kayla. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Only two departure times uh, for next week's episode uh, when we get there. Uh, So finally, uh, we have our uh, Akbar and Jerry. They're the last team to arrive, and they have been eliminated from the race.
2: I mean are we surprised is, is the unfortunate I think, thing that, well, that we I think have it's a add. little
1: bit of an upset that they uh, go out before Aruna and Natalia.
2: That is true. But I think what really helped Aruna and Natalia was there was no self driving this leg. Duh. So I think we really now have a, a great representation, right? Of if there is no self driving, Aruna and Natalia do okay mm-hmm. at the tasks. Uh, you know, I did enjoy that last week the drama came from more about the transportation than the tasks. And this week, by proxy, the drama came more from the tasks than the transportation. Ideally, in The Amazing Race, you want both, but I'm glad we got to sort of see both extremes over the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Jess, can you believe we're down to five teams? Yeah, this season is going by very fast.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I I mean, even, even like losing four teams at the beginning of, you know, at the beginning of the blip, I feel like it's still too fast.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's wild because, I mean, I think we still have like a, a, a little bit of a ways to go on the season, right? Yeah, we
0: got about a month left, don't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So uh, we're next only going to eliminate two, yeah. two more teams in the next, I think, four weeks. And the fin- and it's going to be a double episode, I think, to to finish things off if we're programming the calendar correctly. So, And what's the finale date? of you non- know? So there, people are assuming it is May 2nd because Survivor oh, premieres second. on the 9th. Ninth- uh yeah march second uh not not yesterday no uh, mm-hmm. the 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 uh because on march ninth, survivor premieres with a 2 hour episode i would assume that we're not following it up with like a 1 hour amazing race episode celebrity big brother will be over by that point so mm-hmm. i think people are assuming that's the case in which case and i would when imagine is beyond the have- edge uh, March 16th okay. at 9 All p.m. Right. Uh, so yeah M- March is going to be very busy in like a lion certainly but i'm sure uh dusty would would love that catchphrase uh, i I'm, I'm sure that th- in that case then there has to be four teams going into the penultimate leg right and the kim ultimate leg yeah, kim, we'll have to that Keep me to it that like and that's the case then they only eliminate one more team in the next 3 weeks that seems so unlikely. But just
1: didn't Mike Bloom tell us that there would be no Stop non-elimination legs on I the Amazing Race that.
0: this season? Mike is just shocked that there are, that there are non-elimination <laughs> legs. I mean, if he, had to, if he had to, if I had to ask, um, if I had to guess, I would say next week we are mm-hmm. having a non-elimination leg. Then we will be down, we'll go down to four in the week after that, and then we'll have another non-elimination leg.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, Mike, do you think that uh, did Bertram say to you like, uh, hey, if um, you do not like the amazing race on elimination legs, uh, you won't eat your lunch this season.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think I misinterpreted what that, meant, <laughs> yeah, right? I was double like, negative. oh, okay, this is positive. Yeah. yeah. No, so uh, I'm expecting, that way. I think uh, I'm expecting, yeah, next week, maybe it, it's that thing where so the actual thing that, that I was told was that they wouldn't put more non eliminations in to make up for the lack of teams that came back after the blip that they found like quote unquote new creative ways. I have no idea what that means. I still think we're going to get a mega leg. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, next week is in France. We have a non elimination there. And then we have like a big two leg thing in Greece. And then there's an elimination there that is like one big mega leg I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I'm a bit now flummoxed the further we go in mm-hmm. here. But I think just a schedule makes sense. If we do next McDonald elimination then we eliminate one more team to bring it down to four, another non-elimination. And then I think that should time out just about to the final two episodes airing on the second.
1: You know what? Look, in a perfect world, yeah, we have eliminations on the amazing race. But you know what? If even, even without that, all these teams are fun. This has been a, a, a fun season to watch. We're having a good time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Elimination, uh, elimination.
0: Just let these people like oh, have a mega finale. Like have all five teams in the finale. I don't sure.
1: care.
0: They have Rob, like eight great, people in Survivor now.
2: That's a great detour name, Rob. Elimination or schmelimination? Yeah yeah
0: it kind of it kind of smacks of Myrna or schmyrna mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah
2: i I really liked this this episode in particular like I think the tasks allowed for it to really allow for a lot of lead changes, which I mean look, last episode was fun, but we barely had any of that uh, yeah. so I'm happy that because i maybe it's because of the lack of self driving this allowed us for more place swapping, which allowed for more excitement. but I really like these teams in general, you know, I do feel like. Look, the dynamic for Akbar and Sherry works for them. No judgment whatsoever. I do think they were a bit of like a negative vortex going on with the season. And not to say I don't want the season to like be without that. But, uh, you know, they were certainly stressors on the race that provided for them. So, you know, if if they're gone from that, then there still is drama involved with all these other Mm -hmm. teams, as was provided in this episode Without necessarily needing to watch these two bicker back and forth. I think they serve their purpose over the course of their time on the season.
1: Yeah, it was the one team that had like intra-team conflict as opposed to uh, inter-team conflict.
2: Yeah, which we certainly enjoy. Again, when it doesn't get toxic. And I don't think it got toxic. Mm -hmm. It just, for me, started to get a little old especially when they came back and it was very much revealed that no that tiger does not change its stripes so well you mm-hmm. know that tomcat is still eating eggs uh, that there was, still, it was, it was certainly entertaining to a certain extent because again that's the thing about the amazing race is that these are two people with a pre-existing relationship and so there's going to come with a lot of baggage involved both on their backs and in the way that they treat each other and so I certainly enjoyed it because of how different it was like you said Rob from the other teams But I've had my fill. I've eaten my lunch. I I personally am okay with that. And especially as they were not necessarily one of the competitive teams compared to, you know, I would say the top three finishers of this leg, for instance, I'm fine losing them at this point.
1: Okay. All right. Next week, Jess, the race, do we continue in Corsica or do we hit another spot? It looks like we're still in Corsica. Okay. All right. Now, the promo for next week's episode. Oh, we have to talk about this. Seems to be focused on something that does not look like when, when Dusty uh, wanted to eat his lunch. Um, he'll have his chance next week.
0: He definitely he wished on the monkey's paw in
1: that situation. Mm-hmm, boy, a like, uh, couple of monkeys like us. A couple of monkeys like us who wish on paws and we, we're going to eat our lunch pretty soon. And you know how I feel about cheese.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean milky milky or maggoty maggoty. It's time to eat some cheese.
1: Yes. Um again, the show tells us amazing race. We are gonna be like uh the number one thing for us when we come back in this pandemic is it's all about we are gonna be as safe as possible. And also this week's task, eat maggot cheese. Yep. Yeah, the one of the <laughs> most notorious
0: vectors of foodborne illness. We're going to eat this maggot cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now, listen, we did say safe against COVID, not against salmonella. That's on you, racers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I read about it. Apparently, it doesn't taste that bad. It's just like the psychological getting over it. Yeah. But I, it, it is hard to watch, like even in the previews. I'm, I'm going to have a hard time with this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more on that next week. And, and you
0: know, this is coming from a person that really – that loves to eat haggis like maggot cheese is kind of a bridge too far for me
1: mm-hmm. yeah haggis not maggis
0: yeah haggis not maggis that's the detour option i'm choosing <laughs> haggis
1: <Yeah>. or
2: maggots <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know is haggis the one that's like deceptively complicated that in that regard they do they really mule this one on them mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's a it's a real mule situation
1: okay all right anything else from uh this week on the amazing race
0: I mean, I I kind of... I saw the maggots and then my mind went blank.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it was a good time with our down-ass buddies Mm -hmm. this week, both on Mike and on the show. I've been really enjoying especially Amazing Race 33 2.0. Again, I think between the interesting variety of tasks, between some of the drama, again, like this was the most climactic episode of the season so far, so I'm very excited to see where it goes. Maybe past the maggot cheese, but... (laughs) Especially if there's this storyline, like we said last week, if the prevailing storyline of season 33 is like, will Ryan and Dusty win or will someone else win? This was a very big step in a certain direction for the team. And we'll see if they continue to spiral there on out now that they sort of had the first shot into their armor. Or was it just like, we had one bag leg, but now we're going to keep crushing it.
1: Well, Jess, the preview for next week also features uh, and Ryan and Dusty take on the Mediterranean and their boat sinks.
0: This is going to be one of those things where, like, every time Ryan and Dusty don't do something perfectly, they're going to be like, oh, no, is this it for Ryan and Dusty? Or mm-hmm. 10 seconds later, are they going to get out of the boat and get in a different boat?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait out. for the preview for next week after where it's like, and Ryan's shoelace becomes untied.
1: this mm-hmm. have
0: derailed their race. Now, Dusty took five extra seconds thinking of an animal metaphor. <laughs> He got distracted by a tennis ball.
1: Yeah. Well, I do think that we saw and had this been a roadblock and not a detour, I I wonder if this was sort of like the recipe for, you know, how they could lose. Uh, Basically, just it's like a task that is like a little bit more of like uh, something that requires finesse uh like uh, a little bit more of like uh some patience and and willpower seems like that if they are going to falter that if you have the specific roadblock here i mean that could be it
0: i've been saying that all season Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's going to take them down if if something does
2: yeah i mean imagine if dusty gets put on if there is a final memory challenge right and he just absolutely panics uh especially the fact that they probably won't go with the animals that they've encountered on the race that would be his five hole
0: Mm -hmm. okay sure but i you know the other thing i think might happen in the final leg is like one of the one of the teams wins the foot race to the thrill task and then is in front the whole time because Mm -hmm. that's the final leg that's what we do
1: that's what happens. Okay. All right. So we'll be back next week to talk about more amazing race. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to uh, Robert's podcast to make sure you don't miss uh, any of that coming up next week. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, Jess. Anything coming up for you this week?
0: Um, we are swiftly approaching uh, the spring tv season and with it i will have a lot more going on Mm -hmm. um we got walking dead coming back we have killing eve coming back we have star trek coming back mike blue and i are getting together a little bit later to talk about star trek discovery we're at the mid-season point it's going to come back very soon and then in a couple of weeks we got star trek picard which i'm very excited about Um, star trek discovery i'm gonna come in a little hot on that so Ooh,
1: okay little, i have some
0: lala yes. I have some big feelings w- w- when, like, is, when is
2: Picard back yeah uh March 3rd yeah I'm, so I'm, the I'm, day after the race finishes yeah
1: can I can I uh, come in and do a guest spot on Picard I I, I uh, yeah uh, yeah Absolutely. Like, I mean yeah we're, we're gonna be a little more to spoil the podcast we're gonna be a little more sparse with the Star Trek coverage mm-hmm. just
2: because of what Jess and I are up to in our various lives where I think we're just gonna do premiere mid-season check-in and then finale uh with star trek discovery it really helped in that they took a hiatus of about like a month uh to finish off star trek prodigy uh for the first time since season one so like that gave us ample opportunity to talk about it but yeah we'd absolutely love to have you
1: okay all right uh, looking forward to that um mike what's coming up for you uh, all right that uh, i think if you're a mike bloom fan get ready because uh, i think you're gonna be eating your lunch this week
0: that only happens on days that end in Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maggot cheese,
2: bird eggs, all the fixins, turkey, gobble gobble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, I'll, I'll plug something that's a couple weeks back, but actually Star Trek related that I completely forgot to plug. Uh, I got stuck with LeVar Burton. Which was you really say, I cool. I got
1: stuck with LeVar Burton. How do you, no, how do you I mean? got to
2: talk to LeVar Burton. Oh, yes. Never feel stuck to LeVar Burton. I got to talk with him. He directed an episode of NCIS Hawaii that he aired a couple of weeks back. And so I got to just talk with LeVar Burton, which is incredible. Like, I'm still nerding out about it. He called me a poet at one point, which, like, now I can die happy. and Engrave that on my tombstone. Please, uh, but I thought that would appeal to both of you. Is like I actually had this opportunity to talk with LeVar Burton. I felt like Troy in that one episode of Community. That would have been. Oh, me. I thought
1: you meant like Deanna. Um, that <laughs> what, what what was the context that uh, LeVar Burton said you were a poet?
2: Uh, I think I had just like spoken about uh, you know where his life had gotten to that point, and he responded by saying verbatim, "A quote I will always remember, Mike Bloom. You're a poet." He yeah. said my full name. Wow. So, I, so he knew I'd remember it. Yeah it's one oh of those God. pinch me moments. Like I still am in utter disbelief. So if you want to check that out, uh, it's about an old episode of NCIS Hawaii, but that was incredible fun. Let's talk about the more prescient material here. So celebrity big brother just premiered yesterday, the yeah. second, not March second. Uh, I'll be doing exit press for that. Uh, so coming up this Saturday, because the first eviction is happening on Friday, I'll be talking with the celebrities. Basically, uh saturdays and tuesdays are when i'm doing the interviews of course speaking of interviews i'll be speaking with akbar and sherry actually about like 20 minutes after we get off the line here i'll be talking with them that article should be up by the time you're listening to this podcast again all at parade.com and then over on the scripted side of things uh we're finishing things up with the witcher the book of boba fett if i can even call it that show anymore (laughs) Uh, Oop, I called it Oops All Cameos. This week, a <laughs> wild episode of television yeah. that was really fun to discuss with our Philly. So that's happening. As was mentioned before, Josh Wickler and I have s- restarted the old Jeep, the old Dharma van that is down the hatch. Uh, we're doing, uh, yes, Jess, that was my wife's reaction as well <laughs> upon hearing about the project. Uh, we're doing something where. We did like we we rated each episode along the way. So did our listeners. Uh, someone compiled them behind the scenes to make like our own list of the rankings of Lost. And basically, we go through it a few episodes every week to try to guess what's the next episode coming up using a blind guess, as well as listening back to our own podcast to try to figure out. Do we remember when we said this? Uh, so it is very stupid. We have a very fun episode that is coming out uh, coming out on, on Friday that talks about the bottom three lost episodes as ranked. And so all that is happening in addition to some other stuff. I guessed it on BoJack HorsePod this past week as well. Wow! And if you're into CBS reality, as was mentioned the Book before, of BoJack the book of bojack listen he might as well have showed up there with a helmet and everything he he's, he's a rancor essentially uh there is a show called beyond the edge rob you and i actually talked about this yeah. when i guessed it on the uh, survivor feedback show this like people thought it was celebrity survivor at first yeah. it really isn't it's more like alone i would say in terms of comparisons there's no eliminations you can opt out if you want to at any time uh if you want to check out that cast which features an interesting cavalcade of people. I have that cast up at Parade.com. But yeah, the slate of reality TV for CBS is growing. Uh, there's a chance that this show might have knocked tough as nails out of its slot for the spring.
1: All right. Now. OK, now we're, now we're all right. Now okay, it's now on man. OK, That's an up-ass right. buddy, if
0: ever I heard one. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. Oh, no. Rob walked off. He was staged a
1: walkout. Oh he's uh, no. okay. it's like the opposite of Dusty. All
0: right. Really? Cleansing now now I'm hot.
1: Now I'm hot. I was excited and now I and
2: now I'm a little uh, mm. <laughs> yet. it's airing it's airing Wednesdays at 9 p.m. after Survivor. So like I feel like it's uh I feel like that's the slot it's taking, unfortunately.
0: How dare they? All How right. very dare they.
1: All right, well, listen. Come on. Come on. All right, listen. There's lots of Wednesdays in 2022. Let's not get let's not get crazy. All right. Come on.
0: All
2: right.
1: We, hey, air hugs everyone. Air, air, air hugs. hug. <laughs> air, air
2: hugs. Air <laughs> hugs.
1: Air hug. Okay. All right, we have a lot going on, uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, we, I think basically every single night we'll be uh, live after the episode uh, for that. Still trying to fit in the coverage of uh, Joe Millionaire as well, in addition to coverage of uh, 90 Day Fiance here on uh, Robbis Podcast, in addition to everything else that we have going on. Of course, if you miss any of it, you can catch it in our new weekly wrap up where we capture the best moments and discussions from the week on a Podcast. Look for that on uh, Saturdays in the Robs Podcast a main feed and of course uh, it's a great time to jump in as a patron of brothers Podcast in addition to supporting all of the content that we're doing uh, you can uh, check out our slop coverage here during uh, Big Brother Celebrity plus we make it so easy for you to watch Australian Survivor with us and follow all of the amazing coverage from uh, Shannon Gus in our Survivor global feed until next time everybody uh, to all the down ass buddies out there uh, take care have a good one bye